Hello and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm Hannah Harley-Young, a photographer by trade and a foodie at heart. Each week I sit down and chat all things food with well-known foodies, industry insiders, chefs, critics and people who just love their food. Today I'm joined by Kate and Ben Whale, the brother and sister duo behind The Body Camp. With well-known retreats in Ibiza and Mallorca and new to 2020 the UK, The Body Camp is the leading holistic transformational retreat destination. And I say this from experience, it's truly life-changing. I was introduced to Kate last year and was sent out to Mallorca to document my time there and I came back a new woman. The perfect blend of fitness, wellness, 80s music, laughter and the most delicious plant-based menu courtesy of Ben the body camp was one of the most defining weeks of my life and it's such a pleasure to have the guys here to really delve into the behind the scenes of the body camp and talk all things food thank you so much for joining me thank you for having us so i keep going (laughs) so i always start my interviews with asking what you guys had for breakfast today (laughs) i had a selection so i had a banana and apple Okay. And then I had some porridge Lovely. with some uh, roasted pear and I did Ooh. some uh, pan-fried bananas. Oh, I don't normally casual. Actually, I don't actually normally do that. It that just sounds happens. delicious. Yeah, yeah. So do you sort of caramelise your bananas? And... Yeah, I just stuck it in a pan with a bit of mm, coconut oil. Lovely. Shut yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, so, so I was about that. <laughs> well, did you have anything, Kate? <laughs> well, I was a bit naughty this morning because I had to get up really early and drive somewhere. So actually, I made myself a protein shake which I haven't done for ages. Mm. Um, I'm in that kind of like winter UK mode where I'm just like stuffing my face with anything I get my hands on at the moment. Um, and then I had a bag of skips. <laughs> <laughs> She's really, really, really oh, keeping to the skips. body camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The moment. awful. <laughs> so I've driven out of London today and I am sitting in the most beautiful country house in Surrey and I've just realised that this is the site of the new body camp for 2020 yes. and onwards yeah um this is so exciting i know it's gorgeous isn't so it? you're it's coming back to the uk i mean yeah. you're, i mean you've got a beef and you've got mallorca but now you've sort of found i've always wanted to have location. a place here yeah and when we first started the business i was at the time based in ibiza and it really made sense to start it there but i wanted to open the uk before mallorca but i found that amazing site in mallorca and yeah. everyone was like you have to do it and um, so we've actually sped forward a year because we were supposed to have a, another year just to settle. And then I found this and I was just like, I don't want to wait another year. I want to open yeah. now. I can so it's, a it's lot. amazing. It's gorgeous. It's yeah, it's, it's really special. And we're sat in this kitchen that is <clears throat> going to be an amazing place for you, Ben. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> can, it's, you it's can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, I so it's going to be all open plan, isn't it? Yeah, so it's open, open plan. plan. Yeah. There's loads of space for And it'll be just real family. Well. The UK is going to be real family vibes. So we're going to do a year here and, and build it, and then we're going to find something bigger. But for now, mm. it's just going to be... Fabulous. It's going to yeah. be cool, quite like intimate numbers here. It's going to be a great little teaching kitchen as well. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really yeah. cool. So one thing that I really admire about you guys is obviously your brother and sister. I personally could not imagine working with my brothers. Um, I love you, but uh, not on a working level. And I come from a family whose parents, that are still together, um, also work together. How do you find that balance? Where does the respect kind of, of, you know... Yeah, throughout our career, we've always worked together in various different places. If Kate's is managing, Kate's giving me a call and say, hey, can you come and work for me? I've got some chefs who are a bit um, antisociable or whatever, or just a bit of a nightmare, so I'll come in and help her out. Or we've just worked in restaurants because we've liked the place and 
has been quite natural. Yeah, really. and Ben's very, very calm. So <laughs> we have really, really Most different li- different attributes and different. Yeah. So we'll get on and we'll Kate? have a laugh. <laughs> I can be calm, but I operate well, kind of fast forward, okay. and that's where I actually quite like to be a lot of the time. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think we grew up together running like our family business. So we had a family farm, mm. and then <clears> when Ben was tiny, and then we had a family um, pub. And restaurant. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So we all grew up working in the trade together. So where were you guys growing up? We were in... We, I'm, I'm originally from Windsor. Me and my sister were born in Windsor. And then we had a farm in Marlborough where Ben was born. Okay. And we, it's like a mini farm, so it was like the good life. And, yeah. you know, eat your pets and grow your veggies and all that <laughs> kind yeah, of stuff. Literally, literally <laughs> so literally it pets. was. Um, not the dog we, or cats. We yeah, didn't, no, have, um, we didn't have, like, you know, crisps and not. sugar. Yeah, no, yeah right. Well, yeah crisps and sugar and all that kind of stuff because we didn't really have the money. My dad was out working and trying to run the farm mm. and we, you know, three kids, young family and then he said, look, we're not making any money. I don't really want the family to be a part or go out working anymore. We're going to move to a pub and my dad had never even been behind a bar yeah. and we bought a country pub just outside Bath and a place called Shoscombe. In a place called Shoscombe, a tiny village. We'd never lived in a village. We'd never lived in the West Country. And we stuck all the animals in horse boxes and all our stuff and arrived in this country pub and stuck all the animals in the garden and went, oh, right, this no. is our new life. <laughs> so and were that's you what living, we did. Were you living above yeah, the yeah. pub? Yeah. You were so living the pub, above pub the pub was downstairs on a couple of different, well, on one floor, and then we were basically above all yeah, the bedrooms. It's just this massive old country. Sort of it was three cottages that had been turned into one big old country pub. We actually had, we had more animals in the pub. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. amazing. It's been incredible. Yeah. It's the most insane We used to feed the lambs upbringing. before school. Uh, you had like a horse that used to get through the neighbour's hedge. Oh, God, uh, no. We had cows in the field. We actually had more animals at the pub than in the farm, actually. Yeah, we did. We just didn't have the um, I mean, it was crazy. And my dad's into... My dad loves rock music and he loves food. So he's like barbecue bars and all the local rock bands <laughs> yeah, came true. down. This and there's brilliant. animals, you know, people are running to the outside toilets trying not to get chickens roosting in the trees, pooing on there's them. There's so and many chickens And my horse is like walking in the pub. It's, it was a madhouse, but everybody that knew us in that time always remembers us and we'll see people in Bath when we go back and visit and they'll be like oh my god how's your dad and you think wow that was like 15 20 years ago and they go I still remember the nights in the pub and you were all little and mad and there was animals and I mean it just went off you can imagine all our friends are with with us all the time I can imagine so at this point you know even well this is kind of more towards you Ben was food playing quite a pivotal part in your life at that time. I mean, were you helping out at the pub? Were you in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Did I was you always, show interest? Uh, I was always helping out in the kitchen because obviously we had Sunday roasts. Yeah. So I didn't actually wanted to always do it because it was Sunday. I'd been to school. I wanted to lie in. So at nine o'clock, I'd get like a knock. My dad basically shouting, Benjamin! <laughs> and that would be my call to yeah. sort of chop carrots, peel potatoes, all that kind of mm. thing. So I actually learned my knife skills at like, about that high, wow. that, about five or six. Gosh. He got me a big Japanese meat cleaver, and that was, <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, actually, this is pretty Health fun. And safety, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was cool. And then that was it. Went from there, really. And I mean, were you interested in sort of in the food side in the kitchen, or mm. you sort of you were running right on your horses? We didn't really have a lot of choice. It was like you. you there's a scream up the stairs yeah, that everybody comes Everyone and gets has to come a job. And scrap so in and mom's behind the bar. Becca's might uh, stocking up. I'm like cleaning and sort of swearing, but the jukebox is on full blast, always music. 
sort the animals out, get ready to open. And then at 12 o'clock, you give up your family life for the locals. So it is, it's a way of life that you get into. But if your friends are there and you've had a massive party... Mm. This sounds incredible. Everybody yeah, yeah. gets I'm up actually and helps. So they were a great age. I was a... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very cool. And at the time, you don't know it, but my dad was always like, you will look back on these times as the best of your life. And at the time, yeah. you're like, I don't want to work behind a bar. But then you get into teenage years and you're growing up. I with, say, yeah. You know, you're entertaining people. They're mm. 10 years, you're drinking, you know, because your dad and mum <laughs> don't want you to go out. They want to keep an eye on you yeah, when you're in course. a country pub. But There's also, nowhere else to go. You were probably the most popular kids in school as well. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you were mid teens, so it's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, learning how to drink and stuff. Both have I was still our, a little like, bit under the, over yeah. the time. Yeah. Was health and fitness playing any role in your life? Like, were you sort of educated about i don't know you know different types of foods or Not wellness really. or no. you know just the nutrients sort of, and no. sort of what you were eventually going to be moving fresh into. cooking that was the thing like cooking yeah. from from scratch was a thing for and sure produce and, things and like produce that. Yeah. but i mean i was always quite sporty as a, as a kid anyway so but it wasn't anything i didn't like think about it deeply i was always just exercising or playing football or rugby or cricket or whatever was going on whatever season was and running around in fields so keeping fit and healthy sort of functioning naturally but never put or put too much thought into it and what would what was the original plan when you were sort of teenagers going towards university age like what what, what were you going to do <coughs> uh, i wanted to be a marine biologist really yeah yeah so i, wanted to, I was doing photography at college uh, geography sport studies um another one and biology there we go wow i thought i could combine all those travel uh, obviously keep fit take photos of it um, but I had far too much of a good time in college. That's <laughs> yeah, probably um, all of us. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I was working part-time in the kitchen as well. And it all sort of grew, or grew from there. And so did you go to culinary school? No, self-taught. So you self-taught? Yeah. I've worked with a lot of classically trained chefs. Okay. Um, but a lot of the, especially the plant-based side, is uh, self-taught. Okay. Mm. And we're going to come to the, the plant-based side Absolutely. of your lives in a second. And how about you, Kate? What, were you, what was your plan? I wanted to be a race car driver. Okay. Or... <laughs> this just doesn't surprise me. Whatever comes out of Kate's mouth just doesn't surprise me anymore. It was, I was obsessed with driving because I've always held freedom as a real high thing. And I couldn't drive. So I had my horse. I was horse obsessed. Like, no one in my family is horse obsessed. I have been since I was tiny. So I have my horse that I just like bugger off for hours all around the fields. I love the countryside, love animals. And then uh, my, the next progression from horse to get away from the fact that we are in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no bus stops, there's no phone boxes, no, there's no shop. It's just the pub and the small village. So I used to just steal my parents' cars all the time. I was a little bit of a rebel. I was a bit of a pipe girl. I was called wild child. So I partied quite hard, but I wanted to just do some fun stuff. Um, but I always, um, I liked managing all the kind of parties and, and the bands, and I like being a part of that, the kind of events that would go on, like, you know, the buzzes. And then you eventually got into hospitality, didn't you? Yeah, but yeah. And so how long were you working in that for? Oh, God, like, probably for, like, 17, 18 years. I went all yeah. over the world doing, you know, like, really just when you start travelling when you're younger, you're waitressing because you're just doing any kind of job. But you're not just waitressing, like, oh, God, I've got to turn up and do something. You know, you love it. You love people because it's ingrained in you. So you're just like, wherever I go, I like, want to make it really good fun and meet loads of people and have a good time. And then you kind of progress into sort of management and event management. And then I was all around the world just doing, you know, like VIP chalets and big events in Australia. And wherever I was traveling, I would go and get into the most exciting kind of thing I could find in that field because that was how I was making money. And then you 
I assume after you did all your travelling, you came back to the UK and you did get involved in boot camps, didn't you? Eventually, yeah. I did, like, a lot of stuff. I opened a private men's club here in a big, like, arts sort of centre and did some, like, celebrity chef stuff. And, um, and then I went on a boot camp as a guest because I was not having a very good time at that time. Yeah. And I think you go through quite a lot of changes in your life. And I was at one of those pinnacle kind of changing points <clears throat> where I was giving up the horse riding a bit because I had a horse that just hated me and I had some really bad falls. And, um, and so I was not, I was not in physically yes. in a good way. Like ben laughs at that. Yeah, yeah ben, I was like, ben, oh. ben definitely better than no, I'm remembering a time of that. Um, so that hurt a lot. So she had to go. And then I, I split up with a guy that was just a really toxic relationship that I didn't see coming for a while. And I was, I went, I literally left a house party. I'd gone off the rails for a couple of months because I wasn't very happy. And it was like January and I woke up and I went, I have to do something. And I, I left my own house party and I drove to do this, this military camp that I'd found online that was really cheap and looked awful and I wasn't fit. And I did that for a week and that's how I got into all of it. Wow. Yeah. So you, so you actually went as a... Mm. I did it as, a, as, as, as an a, overweight yeah. guest who was knocking back the drink and not in a good way. I went to go and figure mm. myself and out. And so what happened to you on that week? I mean, it was horrendous. It was, it really hurt. We were doing ice baths in January in, oh. in Biffa bins. I mean, it was a rough military boot camp, but... But what, it do, what did it do to you psychologically? Clearly something for you, you to then... What, do you, yeah, do you know, I had a really good time and I just, I recognised something in myself that I'd never known before because I'd always been riding. I was a different kind of fit. I wasn't physically fit myself. But also, I dropped loads of weight really quickly because, you know, all I've been doing is, like, boozing and eating and mm. being in denial. And um, <laughs> I'm not exercising because my horse was ill, so I'd literally just been gross. And um, <clears throat> I, I left there, and I left there and contacted the owners and said, oh, my God, whatever you're doing, I fall in love with your business, but it's awful. You know, the trainers are smoking fags. The what? managers don't care. The house has got no heating. Money, like, it was awful. It was like going to... A, you know, like a, a boot camp from hell. Right. But the idea behind it was absolutely genius, and I'd never heard of it before. So what year was this? This was 2000 and... Oh, God. Question. Maybe 2000 and... That was in... Um, it was how many Boston, years ago? Oh, God, it? about 10 years ago. But, so at this time... Was this whole idea of these boot camps and retreats, was that, that must it was, have been it starting was to become It was, it was trending in the UK yeah. and it started in Scotland, it was coming from America. In the States already, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. and, and all of a sudden people were using it here and it was like, right, get these women, scream at them with all these guys in combat yeah. gear, mm. make them lose loads of weight and off they go. But don't try and re-educate them, don't really talk to them too much about nutrition. Just make, just like beast them, okay. off they go, they've lost a stone, they feel amazing, well they're going to come back. Because, because they've just found the secret the ingredient. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could, you've just given them mm. something that empowers them. And then they've gone back out into the world and they don't know how to do it for themselves. And no one can do seven hours hit a day, which is basically what it is. Yeah. You are, it's, I mean, it's extreme it's exercise. It's a bit unhealthy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I love yeah. it. I, uh, for five years, I was like, this is good. I've never been in shape like it. But I was in my early 30s. I'd never suffered from an injury. I, I had, uh, you know, I was, I was quite obsessed with it. Yeah. And so, you know, I was, I just loved it. And then I worked for the top three European camps in the UK. And inside I knew I wanted to do something mm. with myself. I was just looking and gaining experience, but also seeing what I didn't want to do. And then I ended, ended up in LA running a camp, an opening camp for Rick, actually. Oh. Um, and We'll get to Rick in a yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll get to Rick in a bit. <laughs> and I just went, wow, okay, 
it cannot be military boot camps anymore. Mm. It doesn't, like, because you end up like counsellors. Everybody's got emotional stuff. Anybody that's carrying a lot of weight is normally doing it because they've got emotional, mm. you know, stuff going on. Mm. And no one's, none of us were trained. All of us were just there to beast them for a week and, and drag them through it and hope you don't break them. And the military boys are great and they're amazing trainers. But there wasn't the, um, it wasn't complete. It wasn't the right way of doing it. So I knew it had to be different. So at what point did you realise that you needed to embark on setting up your own thing? Pretty much straight away. And all the people that I met were like, what are you doing in these crappy camps for other people? Or they were great camps, but they were boring and they just weren't really my personality. And I've got quite a mm. big personality. Mm. So they were like, you obviously really care. Why aren't you doing it for yourself? And because I've walked away from quite high, highly stressful hospitality jobs. You know, my last job, I had about like 70, 80 staff. It's a lot of stress for like quite a young person um, when you're not passionate about it. And so I wasn't ready for a little while, actually. I just wanted to cruise, go back to just being me and just managing myself. Um, but I was always waiting for the right moment. And that came nearly five years ago now when I met my, my now investor. Mm. And it was ready to take the leap. I mean, I was still terrified, but it was time to just do it. So when you, so you met this investor, mm -hmm. you sort of had gained all this knowledge from mm -hmm. being a guest at boot camps and obviously working in them and, you know, traveling with it. <clears throat> what was your initial idea for the body camp? And at what point then did you, were you approached to get involved? Or were you, what we, were you, we were where were you at this there point? at the start, really. So we, okay. we'd met um, our investor in a cafe or So you guys had obviously had a conversation. You'd said to Ben, yeah. you know. Some of the camps I'd run, I would phone yeah. Ben and go, Ben, okay, you need to come and help me out in this camp because the chef has left or where are you in the world? Uh -huh. So Ben at that time was also working in camps and had been, I think I was in it, I was in it for about five years and Ben, you were involved for about the last three years in some of the yeah, camps. Yeah, I worked in other sort of boot camps as well. Yeah. Actually, you weren't even sure I wanted to, um, to join. I remember you phoned me and said, hey, do you want to be part of this? And I was like, uh, yeah, well, obviously. My dad, my dad. <laughs> I know you're onto a good thing and you've got a great lifestyle and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, but that's working for someone else. That's not being yeah. my boss. We were always aware that like the, putting the siblings together could kind of make or break. And because we'd done big projects where, you know, we'd helped each well, like other. Said, we worked together before. So we, we knew, we knew it, it was cool, but my dad just went, hang on a minute. You're going to embark on this. Mm. Are you sure that you're and Ben's, you know, sibling relationship is going to be cool with this? And we were like, yeah. Well, we, sh we shared yeah, the room yeah, the, first, the first year when we actually opened. We shared that like tiny room, didn't we, for the first year? We literally like, like literally in next to each other. Was, I think it was a cupboard. It was a cupboard. It was a store cupboard. I turned it into a twin room. That was a real relationship. <laughs> that was funny. We had a great time. Like high fives. Like, yeah. High five. Literally within touching distance. Yeah. And so, can we go back to sort of the infancy of the body mm. cam? What was the initial plan? I had been in LA where obviously everybody is like over the top spiritual. You know, Rick was there studying with all the kind of top guys in NLP. He was doing a lot of soul searching for himself. He'd studied all the, with all the personal development top people and, and Rick was always really into teaching. So even when we did the military boot camps, which is where I met him, all mm. the other guys just came in in their combats and got everybody to flip logs. Rick always used to sit people down and want them to write things down and mm. use their mind and learn. And that was not something that was supported in the boot camps because they didn't really want to re-educate people. So that's always been Rick's strength, and he has been a teacher as well. And he had had this huge life-changing um, situation going on in L.A. And when I was out there opening a camp for him that was called Beyond Fit, we opened it in Santa Barbara, you take in all of the... I know, it's gorgeous. Mm, I could retire um, there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we spent most of our time there. And 
So you really realise that they're so they're so far advanced when it comes to you know talking about your feelings, really connecting with the kind of spirituality more, really digging deep. You know, it's 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 the place of everybody's got a therapist, and the the Brits go, oh God, you know how embarrassing and awful. And actually, I think everybody should get to a point where they know what it is to tell someone their problems and just get it out. Yeah, and so Rick was just like, if we're going to do this, it can't be a boot camp because I really believe boot camps are over. Yeah. But there's that word boot camp that is always you know just gets banged around at the time and um he said well look i want to do all my nlp and that's going to be a huge part of it and then you know everything there is turning plant-based because the american food markets are shocking and everyone's scared of what to eat because of all the grains and because it's over farmed and all the crap they hide in the food so the americans were crazy about it and we were working with plant-based chefs and i was like right then if we do it can we go 80 percent plant-based because i don't know if europe mm. is going to really kind of go oh plant-based oh you well, know it's a little bit behind yeah. them aren't we well, it's yeah. not even that we kind of wanted to sort of like uh stagger it a little bit just have a few options like mm. a little bit of meat a little bit of eggs just so it wasn't not such a, a shock to people at the start so the, we did the first yeah. year at like we did the first two years at 80 percent, so we were still serving mm. like and this was in a beaver yeah, yeah. We keep mentioning Rick. Rick Parcel is your head coach, isn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah, he's our business um, partner. Now, well. so you met him in LA? No, I met him in this the first ever boot camp I went on. Oh, mm. right, okay. And what yeah. was, what, he was just That's working there. I, well, I'd gone there. I, I'd gone back and said, this is shocking. And they said, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, look, I've, I don't do this work. I just came as a guest. And they went, well, we've seen your CV. We can't afford you, but you've said you consult for us. And at the time, I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to come and work for you. Yeah, exactly. And I left my job. Well, I went I went part-time wow. in my management job and I started popping up doing these camps. So the first, I'd gone up there to fire everybody. I'd gone up there to troubleshoot and consult for a company that I thought would be amazing if it was done right. And I remember being on the front door on arrivals day. I mean, and it was a joke. The organisation was a joke. And I was trying to get used to it and get my head around it because I've been from quite a controlled, good sort of management background. And Rick walked in the door <laughs> and I just thought... Who is this little twit? And he, had, <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had like a, a girl's bright and bobble hat on and a really weird look on his face. And I thought, oh no, it's one of the trainers. And I've got to like, you know, I'm, I'm here to basically brilliant. be this girl that they're all dreading yeah. meeting. And um, so we just had this moment, but I knew, and I still tell him to this day, when I first met him, I knew I'd met him for a reason. And I just was so interested in him and what he had to say and what he was doing. And he was very different in his approach to a lot of stuff. And then we ended up working together on all of these camps together. So we literally did the top sort of two, three camps and we were all over Europe. For anyone who has not had the pleasure of meeting Rick, Rick, I'm trying to find the words that I could describe him as kind of an outsider and having only met him for a week. Um, so he has a mullet. He does. That, a that's the starting. Yeah. A, beautiful a beautiful mullet. Um, and you know what? At first, you kind of meet him, and it's he's quite he's an amazing character, very intense, and you know, very bubbly and sort of loud and mm. stuck in the eighties, and you know, and I think a bit like you. I was a bit like, oh gosh. Like, oh, he's, yeah. he's yeah. quite a character. Yeah, he's a and I, character. I'm going to have him for a week, and he's going to be waking me up at 6 a.m. every morning. <laughs> but then as the week went on, his approach to people and sort of the journey that they're embarking on for this seven days is actually really incredible. And you yeah. mentioned... Um, NLP. Yeah. What does that stand for? Uh, NLP is uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Okay. So it's the way you talk to yourself. It's the language you use. 
Um, body, it's, body language yeah, it's well. your body it's, language, it's, it's the words you use, it's the way you talk to yourself and refer to yourself and other people, and it's about positive reinforcement, positive behaviour. What was really interesting in when I was with you guys last year is you, in hindsight, it's obviously a beautiful thing yeah. because now I look back and I'm like, and I was thinking, okay, where's sort of like the holistic sort of you know, tr- uh, sort of um, transformative part of this coming from, and actually. Mm. It's so intertwined in such a clever way because it's not that obvious. Mm. Mm. It's not, okay, let's all sit down, hold hands and talk about our problems. And, you know, it was just, it was the language he used when he spoke to us. There were certain phrases that we weren't Mm -hmm. allowed to use and you had to replace those with another form of sentence or language and... It, it was it's kind of like retraining your brain yeah and it's, exactly it's what it very is. very yes. clever because yeah. because i then came back and i remember at one point i was having a conversation with a friend and i sort of said something that in my booklet sort of it's not that you cannot say it but it was like mm. rather than saying it like this say it like that yeah, exactly. and i had to stop myself and i was like oh no, no no i'm not failing i'm just um i'm going through a bit of a tricky time but you know it's there's a light at the end of the tunnel exactly. and whatever i made my own language yeah. and it does really change your mindset. Yeah. Well, that's the reframing. Like the classic is when you exercise and you wake up and you feel a bit stiff or yeah. achy. We replace that with like, oh wow, my muscles are feeling really sexy. Yeah, really sexy. So that's a, a classic reframe. <laughs> <laughs> Super sexy. Got people hobbling around. Yeah, yeah, Super wow. sexy. I do, I do remember that. And I did feel pretty sexy at certain <laughs> points during that week. Um, so, okay. So you found your location in Ibiza. You've got Rick on board. Obviously, Ben's on board. Mm. What's your what was your next step? We just um, we just went for it, and because I didn't want to upset people that I'd worked for before, I didn't contact anybody I'd met before. There are some people that wanted that were always interested in what I did, and then we just launched. A really, I worked on the website. I had a really great web designer that are my friends back from uh, back in Bath, and um, we just we just took the leap, and mm. it worked. Yeah. I mean, with, that's why we met Dean as well, who's a mutual friend of ours. Yes. Dean came on as our PR, but literally, I, I'd met him three months before, and I said, look, I've got this great team, I believe in us 100%, we're going to do something a bit different, um, even though it's in a market that's quite saturated, we are going to be the leaders in it, and we're yeah, coming we're, at it we're from a different completely different. Angle. We're doing, because our, our programme, I think, is really well-rounded, like, mm. you've, you've experienced it. York is slightly different to Ibiza uh, now, but back, back then, even the programme then, we, it was still a bit more physical but we also had a lot of emphasis on the mind work on the food doing classes doing hikes doing yoga doing meditation as well not just physical doing 12 training. hours of head yeah. training well, like, yeah, tra- like teaching which people. you cannot sustain no, it's, it's, i mean yeah it's easy on camp isn't it like, hard work yeah. starts after but it's yeah. about getting into your head and getting you to make small changes which then eventually then do transform and in fact one of the guys we've been we've been in the house doing interviews for our upcoming season and one of the girls we you know we ask all the interviewees like what do you think of the body cam like what are your what are your opinions and she was really good because she just said i look at loads of retreats and i I go on loads of retreats myself and i see what other people are doing and you know i'm I'm a bit interested in everything Uh, but i could never find one i really wanted to go on because i love having a laugh and I don't want to go on a retreat that's, oh, let's all like talk and talk about our wounds and cry and do meditation. And, you know, I, but at the same time, I think it's important. But also, I didn't want to do boot camps anymore. I didn't want to, you know, work out till I was sick and, and get injured and all that kind of stuff. But there was nothing in the middle. And then there was all the people that I was doing different retreats with. They were all like, well, we haven't learned anything about food. And I, I chefed for a couple of years as well. 
not that I wanted to, but at the time I did. Choice brings that up. Um, I always bring that up. Bit of a martyr. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a martyr. I had a chef for a couple of years, people. Um, and everybody was like, oh, well, you do classes. And I thought, well, no, because I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just like cooking. I know how to cook like good food and keep it under a certain amount of calories, but, you know, I'm, I'm no specialist. And... Um, so, so anyway, this girl we're interviewing, I said, you know, what did you find interesting about it? And she said, well, you guys are a triple threat because everything I look at out there is one or the other or they're doing one thing really well, but probably not the other thing. And with us, we do really fantastic training, really fantastic food and information about the food and really fantastic kind of like, talk, you know, talking about your mindset and addressing it and having people that actually are specialists in their field because when you ask a lot of people, oh, you know, what's mindfulness? They go, oh, well, I meditated for 10 minutes and I didn't like it. Mm. You're like, that's not, that's not being yeah. mindful. Mm. That is not actually understanding how your mind works in any way. It's just trying to shut your mind off. And most people struggle with that. And when you actually learn that it is about how you think and how you think is about how you speak and how you speak is about how you affect yourself and other people and all the roll-on effect from what you do from the moment you wake up, you know, your behaviours, your habits, all those kind of things. All of that is, is in your mind. You know, your thoughts create everything you do. And that's what a lot of the retreats were missing, which now everybody's waking up to a little bit, trying to kind of jump on that bandwagon, which I think is great. Mm. But do it well and understand what it is. I think that's what I took away from it. Obviously, I, have, I can't compare it to any other retreats because it was the first one I did, but I've read up on a lot of retreats just because sort of, fitness, health, well-being have always been of like prime importance to me. And I think what you just touched on, it's the perfect balance because you kind of, you had your high intensity training, but you, then you could do your Pilates in the afternoon. We had our moments where we could sit down and do a little bit of mind work and or breath work. And we'll talk about breath work in a second. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, I'm learning about the food. Now, that is obviously a huge part of the body camp is that you decided to do the plant-based route. Um, and I've, I'm obviously very open-minded and I do keep, I'm not plant-based, but I am very aware that I like to eat as much fruit and veg and yeah, I've sure. cut out meat quite a lot in my life. Mm. How important was that for you? So were you plant-based plant before? Well, no, we're not 100% um, plant-based ourselves or, or vegan. Um, I'm That's, doing a, so I'm doing a bit of a challenge. Is plant the same as vegan? Yes. It is the same yeah. thing. But people, it is also different. Yeah. There, there, people I mean, seem to people have very different... People are referring different... to... Because there's whole food plant-based, which is vegan. Plant-based technically is vegan. But a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm predominantly plant-based because the vegan word for some people... It's almost like That's a swear so word, isn't it? Yeah, it has connotations, which is unfortunate. It's, 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 it's really unfortunate. Just like, oh God, but that's just that. Yeah, that's just a mindset. Yeah. I mean, some people. Oh, it makes people angry in the vegan world. Yeah. I, just the word vegan seems to rile people up. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. You know. Well, I've so. met a few people even plant-based now. They're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> swear, you can, bleep, you can swear, bleep, you can plant swear, based. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I met a food critic the other day who went, oh, effing, plant-based. Yeah, really. It was funny, he's a great guy. But you know what's weird is that we've been doing all this now for like, this is our fifth year and we've mm. kind of pioneered cookbooks and everything. But all of a sudden, within the first last two years, everybody is obsessed yeah, with it. Yeah, it's crazy. And all the films coming out. It's literally just, just gone it on a whole different huge. level. But for us, it was more, it just felt right. I mean, because before we were doing a little bit, we were doing like eggs twice, um, chicken once and fish once. Okay. Um, to actually please our guests, we didn't want them to be like shocked for going on camp. 
and then was it two years ago last yeah. year she said let's, let's just go 100 percent and let's just go for it yeah uh, it feels we're right doing. we're getting we want more sort of plant-based chefs to come in who have had that experience and to be 100 percent was attracting more of the right people that we wanted to start with so how do you how did you design the menu and the dishes i mean there were there were days so for example i remember on the day that we did one of the our really mm. strenuous hike yeah and we were given i mean do you sort of plan according to what is happening yeah. in the day for so all the, the program guests? the yeah. program does change within the season if it's really hot then we start earlier and, and etc etc if it's raining then we change it around so we try and plan as much as we can and sort of complement the exercise say if you're doing heavyweight circuit then make sure we have a protein shake after that just to get a bit of extra or even before actually so you can assimilate that when you are. I have to say though as well as someone who is interested in a plant-based diet the food was just so delicious mm. yeah. and yeah. I've eaten in you know there's a lot of uh -huh. vegan plant-based places all over yeah. London and everywhere now but there was just so, there was just something about the That's dishes good. that were just like you know what why do I even need the meat? Well, that was it. it. Just, that it was it. unnecessary at this point. We were like, yeah. as long as the food tastes good, that's it. Yeah. So we just make sure the food looks and tastes great. And then what's, what's the problem with that? And do you know what you happened know? around the same time that we were really, that kept re reinforcing it? When everybody arrives, you write, write down their names because you could have anything mm. up to like 30 people. And then you write down all their food intolerances. That was amazing. I mean, so much oh easier. So that was really that, important. That, that, everybody has so And let me tell you why that was a big thing because I felt really embarrassed when I got there because I thought, okay, I'm, you know, I'm all for doing the vegan thing for the re next week. I'm just all for, quite frankly, turning my phone off and not speaking to a single person because I was a little bit fed nice. up with life at the time. Yeah. And, and I, but, but my issue is, go, walking into the vegan world, is that I don't eat mushrooms. I absolutely <laughs> detest mushrooms. Now, mushrooms are usually can given be, yeah. to you as a replacement for me, to, whether you're yeah. at an event or you're mm. in a restaurant or yeah. whatever. And so I was like, oh my God, I, I really don't want to tell Kate because obviously, you know, I'm doing this whole <laughs> photography thing and I feel really embarrassed. Oh, I'm going to be such a pain. The fear that people go through is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> but you do mm. have this board. And, it, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was someone on there who doesn't eat, I don't know, like Anything. parsley or something. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's you, know, all sorts. you literally accommodate for everyone. Yeah. Well, you know, it's easier, you know, it's before, easier to know. When, you, when mm. before we went like fully plant based, I mean, everybody like, oh god, I'm I'm lactose. Yeah. All the dairy was always an issue. The nuts were an issue. The meat. Well, don't eat chicken fish. or don't fish eat this. Fish is an issue. Or, just mm. all I don't eat lamb, but I eat beef. Yeah, and yeah, I, you yeah. know, and I need that. If, if I don't eat bloody, it has to be yeah. this. And like, we yeah. were kids that grew up on a farm that was like, eat it. That is your pet pig. You're going to eat it, and you're going to like it, and you're yeah. going to eat everything, yeah. and yeah. you're not going to. be I was just saying, what was ever put on the table Barbarella. in front of me, you had yeah. to eat. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone ate the same meal. If you're not going to eat it, you don't get your dessert. Exactly. Is our rule. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah which is disgusting. I just wanted to ask you, um, obviously we all know about the huge beneficial factors of having a plant-based diet, yeah. but there are a few people out there who also say that you just can't get certain nutrients and vitamins mm. from a purely plant-based diet. Yeah, what are your opinions on that? Um, well, yeah, it's true to a certain extent. I mean, I actually had a chat about um, B12 the other day, because obviously B12 yeah. comes from a bacteria that animals get into their muscle tissue from eating grass or eating from ponds and streams and lakes, etc. So a majority of people who are meat eaters who are buying not the best quality meat that's out foraging or out in the greens eating the food, actually you're supplementing B12 as it is because their food supplemented with B12. So you're just mm -hmm. still supplementing yourself, but you're just doing a long way around. 
Whereas I just have like a little spray or lozenger that I have every so often. And so do you guys keep a plant-based diet away from the camp or do you sort of chop I'm, it I'm up about, as you go I'm about 95. At the moment That's I'm really doing... You're 95%? Wow. Yeah, at the moment I'm 100% because okay. I've been challenged because occasionally I do have a bit of chalky <laughs> or, or a day milk well, or something. Well, this is the thing. It's like, how far do you take it? Mm. You know, yeah. I could, you know, for example, so a couple of years ago, and I, I brought this up a couple of times now on this podcast, <laughs> and everyone's going to be laughing and calling me up and saying you're an absolute twat. <laughs> yeah. um, so I decided to go vegetarian uh-huh. about two years ago, and I was, I was the worst vegetarian. So I decided to say that I was a flexitarian before that word became fashionable. And... Because every time I went out and if I went mm. to an amazing restaurant and they had a fabulous hamburger on the menu, I just couldn't say no. But then I was still eating fish, so then technically I was a pescatarian. Yeah. So it's just... Intri- and then the point is is that now it's like, oh, no, I'm a vegan, but then, well, you're eating a piece of chocolate. Is that chocolate vegan? You know, it's yeah, how yeah. far do you do people want yeah, to take it? it? You know, could I do a fully vegan diet? No, because I just love eggs. I love, yeah. so, like, I don't really eat much cheese, but I love Greek yogurt. Yeah, cheese is mm. very difficult. Um, but I also can do days where it is all just plant-based. Yeah. You know, I openly and very happily cook with tofu because I don't really want to cook with meat or, yeah. you know, and I think it's just about people finding their balance. There's no right or wrong mm. and no one needs to be judged for their choices. No, and I think that's my issue. Food is such a personal preference. Completely. And like, like on... on um, Camps as well. We're not preaching. We're going, look, guys, this is going to open your taste buds up and open your ideas about plant-based food because this is what our yeah. specialist chefs are cooking for you. Well, We're it. not saying, oh, my God, you're an absolute bitch if you want to go and have a sirloin next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, because we're from a farming background as well, so, you know... That's actually not, really interesting yeah. that you've come from mm. that background. So we're not, you know, yeah. we're not martyrs to it yeah. at all. Yeah, we try and not eat crap food because we know what, 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 what is in crap food and we know what's in great food. But also, really, me as well, like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of mass farming. I think it's revolting. And I think anybody that loves animals, you do have that idea in your head of where is my food coming from? Well, you should have that idea in your head anyway. So I think even if we change someone's perception a tiny bit and they go, oh, I've never even heard of that before. I didn't even know what that sort of flavor or combo was. And now I'm going to probably just eat meat twice a week if that's their preference or just eat eggs or or just make small changes. Then brilliant. You know, no one's judging. I think also, I don't know if you remember the week that I was there. So obviously I came to the to the body camp having a bit of knowledge about you know Mm. I've come from a background where my mother's you know but it is an incredible cook and I've learned about you know organic produce and where everything comes from and I've had a very sort of healthy um, relationship with food but there was a couple on the week that I was there who had come all the way from America to the body camp and they did two weeks and I will actually tell them I'm doing this podcast and I'm talking about them because it was so amazing to see them they were a couple and they yeah. were going there to really transform their lives. You mm. know, they would happily admit that they were overweight, that they weren't knowledgeable on the foods. And this, he Is was... That the DJ? Yes. Oh, God, they Ed, so Lovely nice. Eddie. Oh. Eddie, they we love so you. Nice. And you're, you're, you're being spoken about right now. Oh. But, you know, this was a guy, and I think he was Puerto Rican, oh, you know. They eat their yeah. meat. They, like, you know, yeah, they lived in San Francisco. Yeah. And he was suddenly thrown into a plant-based diet for two weeks. 
they were thrown into a routine that was, you know, <laughs> exercise and Pilates and, and breath work and things that they'd never done before. Mm. And the transformation, because I caught them on their second week, yeah. right. was unbelievable. Mm. And I still follow them on social media and they are still sticking to as oh, much brilliant. as they can. Yeah, yeah the lessons that they learned yeah. mm. I think they've introduced fish and things yeah. like that but they've made it work yeah, for them and it just shows you that you know the people that sort of go not knowing much but being open minded yeah. I think that's a key well, that's what, yeah, it's people come in that are open minded it, yeah. it changes everything well, that's what we're about we're about planting that little seed in your head yeah. and then just inspiring you get you super pumped about it and it's making it because a lot of people find that plant based cooking is actually really hard it's actually really easy it's Thank just, you. it's just yeah. a bit of knowledge. All we need is, it's like cooking anything else. It's just. I mean, I do find it a pain in the ass to make tofu just be really tasty. It's like you've got to like put everything in the cupboard onto it. But well, I depends. might get some tips after yeah, the yeah. after the interview Again, with Ben about it's that. It's just knowledge. It's just knowledge. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really easy. One thing else um, that I was really interested about with the body count was your approach to the meal plans. So hmm. you have something called lanes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have three lanes, and on your first night that you get there, you decide which lane yeah. you want to go on. That's Can the, you explain the board. what the lanes represent? Yes, yeah, so we have lane one, lane two, and lane three. <laughs> yeah. uh, so lane one is for people who are on sort of fat loss goals. Uh, lane two is for people who want to maintain their weight. And then lane three is generally people who just want to eat loads and loads of foods and train really hard. Everyone trains so really like hard. Gains, like, but yeah, yeah. For, for more gains. So lane one... For losses, lane two to maintain, and then lane three. So how gains. so how do you work it out for people? Like what's kind of like the method behind the lanes? Well, we kind of Are measure we sort of doing if like it's, a calorie deficit in lane yeah, one. Yeah, so lane one's about twelve hundred calories. Again, give or take, depending on the day, we might give you a bit more, might give you a bit less. Uh, lane two again is about eighteen hundred, and lane three is as basically as much as you can eat with added protein shakes and all sorts. Um, but we also gauge it on the on the on the people as well. So say you've got yeah. someone who's like a six foot six guy. He um, ain't going into lane one. Yeah. So we're like, <laughs> I might try. But even, <laughs> even on lane three, you, know, you might you know, not, not, not... And you and you can manoeuvre as well during the week yeah. as much as you The first few days you, you can to. have a little... You can change lanes. Yeah. Um, but obviously let us know. Yeah. And that's not a problem as well. I went on to lane one. It was the most nerve-wracking decision yeah. I think I've made in my yeah, entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I literally, that night, I think I was messaging my friend being like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to cope. I don't know what's going to happen because I have severe hangry <laughs> yeah. syndrome. Oh, really? oh yeah, like yeah. really yeah, bad. Our other sister gets up really badly. Yeah, really yeah. badly. Um, but I didn't feel hungry and that's, that's what I'm trying mm. to get at is that there was one bit midweek yeah. where I had a bit of a weird day. Um, yeah. I think the weather was really bad. And I think you said that everyone has a moment at some point yeah. where it just... Yeah, that's you know, part of detox as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and, and I knew what was happening to me, but I just was like, I just need to eat something, but I'm going to just keep, okay? keep <laughs> you know, knocking through it. And, you know, and it was fine, but um, it was, it's just a very clever approach. I think too. Well, it also yeah. goes back to like Nutrition the kind of camp side. days where it's all about starving people, and people go, oh, "I really want to lose weight, but I don't want to starve." You're like, you don't have to. You just got to mm. re-educate yourself with food and uh, hydrate yourself properly and move properly and eat properly, and you'll be fine. You can actually have. Um, we've been giving bigger portions as well because plant-based food is lower yeah. in caloric density anyway. So high nutrition. Yeah. People are normally so, amazed at how much even lane yeah. one is. And when you're moving girl. around a lot, you so don't So that's the thing as well. Yeah, actually, there, mm. was, there was a few things where I was like, actually, I mean, if I wanted to, not that I would, I could actually leave a little bit on my plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would never do I was licking <laughs> my plate. <laughs> actually, no, but I do find, we do, um, we do this awesome, uh, I'm not sure if we'd be doing it when you got there, 
Uh, we were doing these really good sourdough um, banana and chocolate pancakes. Oh and they were God. super no, filling on. with buckwheat No, we flour. did have pancakes one day. Mm. I did try and ask They're for a bit really of extra chocolate filling. sauce, but yeah. I, I think my, um, my question got lost in the post yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure you can. No, no, but there was one dish. Uh, no, it was a snack that mm. is unreal. And I do believe it is in your, um, your book, uh, which was your little chocolate brownie protein bites or i mean yeah we do it was all like sorts. crack cocaine yeah 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 brownies unbelievable balls. and i think because um the chef who was working that week knew that she um then gave it to us as our final meal dessert in ah, like a bigger form nice. yeah. Yeah. yeah i remember that it was, and, I, and i actually <laughs> started crying that me and another girl burst <laughs> oh, into tears really? when they were brought to the table yeah, I, was, I was like, hang on, there's an extra bit of cutlery on the table. Yeah, then, I mean, What's I was about to go into the kitchen and sort of like yeah. get the baking tray. <laughs> <laughs> that's raw. That's the beauty of it. They're fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, I don't care. Cook raw, I'll eat <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so obviously we've been talking about um, Ibiza and Mallorca. What would you say is sort of the main difference between the two? Like what, what would someone be looking at and looking for if they wanted yeah. a book? Either In, or. Ibiza's like our original iconic program and um, Ibiza is our transformational like home so that has the, the main NLP so it has all the fun and everything we do but you have three or four sessions a week which are you, you focus on the mind training so mm. Rick's designed an even more amazing book for this year he always changes yeah, all the brilliant. kind of workbooks he makes and this year is really off good. the Richter really? so you have yeah. someone teaching They're you there tenders. so you have really good fun and you train yeah. and you do all the things you do in Mallorca <laughs> but you you go a bit deep there so it's amazing for people that really want to get through stuff and make changes. Lots of transformational things happen yeah. in Ibiza. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Whenever I pop back, and maybe I've been in Mallorca, I've been focusing on something else, and I go and I sit and I sit in that last night's um, talks, I, it always gets me. Yeah. Because there's always at least five or ten people in however big the group is. And, I mean, it's normally only about 20 there. At least three quarters of the group that literally go, that has just saved my life or just changed me How completely incredible. and it's, it's so powerful yeah. and then you know Mallorca does have that because it has all the it has a little bit of everything we do but it just doesn't have that NLP element those extra classes so Mallorca is a bit lighter it's bigger groups a bit more about kind of fun fitness but still like you said it's subtle everything is yeah. kind of like just dripped into you and you can sort of take it and before you know you're using more positive words you just feel better about yourself the oh, afternoons no, are more relaxed as well. The yeah, yeah they are relaxed. But then you're also given, it was a bit more optional. Well, so yeah. if yeah. you wanted to go for a bike ride, you could. If you wanted to go and do yoga, you could. Mm. A couple of days I was like, I'm going to go and do the exercise of sunbathing. Yeah. Nice. Um, but do you know what I think makes the camps, and this is something we'll really always stick to, is getting, is, it's, very, it's very important that the um, groups bond really quickly and they only do that if they're all in. Mm. So everybody getting up, everybody doing the morning, everybody doing to lunchtime is compulsory because it makes you bond, you go through things together, you achieve things yeah. together, you have a laugh. Mm. Yeah. And straight away, you've That's got it. like a crew, it's not just like a bunch of random strangers. And the networking and the new friendships and the romances that go on. Stop yes. Oh yes, Hannah. No way. God, nothing happened on the we week that I was right. at. Maybe it did, we didn't know. Oh, maybe it did, actually. Yeah. Oh, wait, now I have know. to think about mm. it. We're oh, my look, gosh. We're always looking out. I wonder <laughs> when we're going to have the first body camp wedding. Oh, well, soon, hopefully soon. Oh, we can have it here. Oh, that'd be yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What did the food? Yeah. Um, something that I was introduced to uh, during my experience there was something called breath work. Yeah. Can you explain what breath work is? Because it's 
quite well an eye opener, isn't it? Just shall I describe yeah, it? That yeah. Is so this is uh, this type of breath work is called holotropic. So oh. uh, you lie on your back and you you're supposed to circularly breathe through your mouth. The emphasis, if I'm right in saying, is on the in breath and then the sort of out breath just happens. So you're lying down on a yoga mat, for example, and they have a playlist that starts off quite calm and then it gets quite sort of thumping at the, uh, in the middle and then it calms out again. And then you so you're basically just breathing in and out of your mouth for an hour. And then what happens in between is, well, you, yeah. you've experienced it, is, I mean, you could be laughing, could be crying. Some people want to get up and dance. Some people's arms and hands crease up. Like mine, I had like the claw. Really? My hands yeah. went fully like claw. Like my, my, yeah. my brother had really bad arthritis. It was exactly the same as that. Looked really bad, like weird, <laughs> the claw. <laughs> it's arthritis, you know, you can't help it. And uh, your legs as well stiffen up if some yeah, people... Mine, you, some I, I, I thought I'd become paralysed halfway yeah. through it's, mine. Yeah. I lost yeah. all sensation of my legs. Really, like, some people cry laughing. Some people trip. They literally trip. Yeah, it's like They're the closest like, they you can they get go somewhere taking else. drugs without it somewhere was, else. It was definitely the most powerful experience I think I've had uh, legally. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 it's true. It was deeply emotional. Well, no, it was deeply emotional. And... It's. I think you need to go in very open-minded, yeah. and you've got to just let all of your guards down exactly. because, no and also go in exactly mm. with no expectations. And I think that's what you were saying to me, Kate, before I went in for the session, because everyone was talking about it and whispering, yeah. and you're like, oh, "This is going to happen to you," and I was like, "What?" And <laughs> no, really. you know, I sort of then lay down and, being the usual Hannah, was like overthinking it, and I, and you know. I could hear a few people, you know, getting quite emotional and I'm lying there and I'm like, nothing's happening to me. And then towards like the last 10 minutes, suddenly, I mean, yeah. I don't know what it was that got me going. The music was really powerful. powerful. It got me towards the end as well. It, amazing, <laughs> yeah. amazing playlist. Um, and the last 10 minutes, I just went. Yeah. And then what happened is that I couldn't actually stop crying. Yeah. And so I had to sort of take myself to my room afterwards and just like have a bit of a moment. But, but I woke up the next morning and felt incredible. Yeah. You do, don't you? You feel super light. I mean, it was bizarre. a release. It's a really yeah, deep release. Huge release. Remember, we've had like big groups now. in Ibiza with, that have been predominantly men. And I have to walk away from those groups because it's very hard for me to hear men cry. And when they're really going for it, and she's wow. really opened them out, yeah. and you know, all of the guys are up for it, and I'm so impressed with them. I was going to ask you, what's it's the, what's like the male appro- like response to it's it? It's different. I mean, one, yeah. we had one guy who actually got a bit of a... Uh, and had to turn <laughs> over and leave. But for oh, me, yeah, I said... a slightly different reaction. I know. No, yeah. there is. That there is. is. I won't mention his name. I know. No, but um, even like, wow. I was talking to Sapphire after, and I was like, how do you feel? I was like, I feel really light and amazing, but I feel really hungry, and really horny for some reason no it's like that's way. perfectly normal wow. it's like really horny hungry and thirsty. it must be like, oh. things that you're obviously um holding in or um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe just over oxygenated who knows your mind can go anywhere some people are really like they are in a trance sometimes mm. but also the people that i mean I know there was one group and because it was very male we were like oh we don't know if the boys are really going to be brave enough to just be that emotional in front of all of us there's a big group there's about 20 of us but it was a real mixed boys and girls and one of them went for it and as soon as that one guy went and it was like you know that kind of howl it was real a real from the boot sob that had been storing up for whatever reason whatever his reasons Mm. and stuff had gone on and then it was a domino effect and the boys went for it which of course all the girls 
then all started really going for it. And then afterwards, she started <laughs> everybody just sat by the pool, like laughing, but having mm. a really good sob. How incredible. It was like and the bonding somewhere. that goes on when you allow yeah. yourself to be that vulnerable That's as an adult is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is, when people come on now, we try not to talk about it because if you preempt stuff, some people get too scared to even yeah. do it. Mm. And you're like, you might I, not feel anything. I think there was one yeah, person was like, who uh, didn't want to do it, but yeah. I think that's it. Don't talk about it because, yeah. every, as, as, as we're discussing, everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. Um, you can't predict. I know, no, you can't. Know so people go, so, so what's this breathwork thing? You go, oh, just go and try it, it's fine, it's a bit like yoga. And then like run away, <laughs> yeah. and then and they then, come whoops. out, and they're like, not like Whoa, yoga. That was nothing like, like yoga. yoga. Yeah. Some people are so strong, they actually have to leave. They're like, it's too much. Yeah. Too much yeah, for someone walked out yeah. on my run. Which is fair enough, yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's no different. And also, everybody's ready to release at different times. Mm. Or, it. you know, mm. it's no judgment, do what you want. Mm. So obviously we started this interview and we announced that we are sitting officially in the new location for the UK. Yes. What's going to be sort of the ethos for your UK location? This bad boy is, I've dreamt of this for so long. And also I've just moved back to the UK after like 20 years. So I am so excited about this one. But I'm basically, I'm using this as high-end weekends. Okay. Because all of the people that come to us who I would love to see more... Uh, so busy and they've got kids and they've got so many other commitments and I know they'd come two or three times a year if they could come and do like lesser time take lesser time off work so this is going to run Wednesday's going to be like the arrival day okay. um, bed in maybe sort of mm. chill everybody out there most people are going to be buzzing from the city a bit um, and settle them all in and then it's going to be really quite intense so we're going to give them everything we can that the body cab has mm. all day Thursday all day Friday all day Saturday and all day Sunday oh, and then wow. send them off with dinner so they can get yeah. home see their kids get ready for work and and so I thought that was the perfect window that people will give to you and invest in mentally and physically and everything else without any guilt oh, it's easy as well it's an hour it's like it's and, and you're here it's an hour London. London. Yeah. yeah so it's um, still plant-based food uh there's still be cooking demonstrations country cooking hikes lessons. stupid Amazing. workouts dogs Fabulous. exactly i mean you know, house is gorgeous outside. as well just to the hang out here as well just it's just tennis that lovely country lovely. vibe is oh, a swimming tennis pool, court. tennis course. Swimming pool. We're going to do a big sports day. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous fun. Yeah. Um, and you so can yeah. sort of you can we put sort of the seat. British touch on it. Yeah. So yeah. Like rounders or something. Yeah. You know, oh my God! Rounders, yeah, that field over there. Cricket. There's. A, we're just. Mm. We're basically anybody that we were in Surrey, and we the house we're on. I mean, it's amazing. 16th century, like huge family house. Mm. It's a real family affair. It's going to be a lot of shared kind of accommodation. Everyone getting stuck in, and the Dunsford. Dunsfold Aerodrome yeah. is literally over the hill, so that's kind of like a part of the estate. So it's a really cool. There's lots of stuff going on. I'm new to Surrey, so I'm all over it. Well, I can confirm it is beautiful, and actually the drive here was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, was I was going through some of these country roads with these incredibly skinny trunked trees that were so tall. Mm. I sort of felt like I was driving through um, like Yosemite in, yeah. in <laughs> America yeah. or something. I reckon that would be filled, filled with wild garlic as well in April. That'll Fabulous. And some of our hikes will be through the lovely big forest yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah gorgeous. 
Okay, I finish my interviews with a few quick fire questions. Um, this is slightly, um, slightly <laughs> off brand for you guys. Amazing. Well, no, it's not actually, not, not with that little 5% of non plant based. So, my absolute favourite snack of all time mm. is a packet of crisps. Mm. I am a crisp connoisseur. Crisp. What's your favourite crisp? What's your. No, no, oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, sorry. What is your favourite flavour of crisps? Oh, um, I know this. Prawn cocktail, actually. <gasps> I love a prawn cocktail. Oh, I like, like a Walker's or like a Skip? Both, actually. Okay. Yeah. I, mm, I haven't tried skips recently. Kate could probably oh, give me I better. Skip, you had but I love a skip, but it's not my favourite. Yeah. I've actually got a favourite brand. Am I allowed to say brand names? Yeah, of course. I don't know why. I've always bloody loved this crisp. There's a, these crisps called Brannigans, and they're Brannigans. these really strong, fat, like, ha- like, it's like beef and mustard or ham and mustard. They, like, hurt your mouth. And uh, they're, they're really, hot with the really mustard, English mustards. Yeah. And occasionally you have them in service <laughs> stations. And can. every time I see them, even if I don't bloody want a crisp, I You'll have get them. to get a bag. Do we need to have those in the pub? No, I hope I would have eaten all of yeah, them. Yeah, we used to have lots of different crisps in the pub as kids. Amazing. Really? I need well. to try them. Oh, so yeah. So I everyone always then asks me because I actually had a, right, a guest on recently who. Um, said a crisp that I was really quite judgmental about um, and then they unfortunately asked yeah. asked the question back and mine is the dirtiest crisp of them all which is pickled onion oh, oh yes which we love those the yes. best yeah. the we best. used to eat we had those the in the pub we used to always eat and oh yeah no and they just yeah. they're everywhere yeah. like you eat they're on your oh, clothes yeah. you're, you're you can everywhere. get like space raiders pickled oh, onion God, as well fabulous I mean, I also what else I really liked was and they they don't make them like they used to was discos so and they, they, were, they were so strong, oh. you'd get ulcers. Yes. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, That's driving back from London, they hurt, you know? The I had some, uh, there were some there. McCoy's chip shop um, uh, salt and vinegar oh, crisps. Oh, yeah. They were really good, like Bernie vinegar. Anything salt and lovely. vinegar for yeah. me. Yeah. Who are your three most desired dinner party guests and why? Ooh. Uh, dead or alive? Dead or alive. I changed mine of this sometimes because I think well do I want someone that I just really mm. fancy or do I want someone really entertaining <laughs> Freddie Mercury popped into oh, my head oh, he would be yes. brilliant oh, Freddie would be great uh, Freddie would be amazing I'm just going to just fire some out so Freddie Mercury Albert Einstein oh wow and David Attenborough oh. let's go for it you are not, not the first person to say David Attenborough yeah. That, I would love David Attenborough to yeah, be at my dinner party. I mean, there's loads more people. I'd also stuff. want Freddie just to come and host the after party because that would go on <laughs> yeah. for a few days. Yeah. yeah um, Einstein would be quite cool as well. well I, I had a few questions. Popped into my head and I was like, well, why not? You know, <laughs> why not? What would be your last meal? This conversation happens a lot on camps when people are hungry. Oh, right. so I normally do the like, um, <laughs> um, like death row meal. Yeah. Or is it just the main? You can do whatever and you want. Lasagna, this this is your last lasagna. meal. You okay. can do whatever you want. I, I always normally go, um, and it's not plant-based. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I would go some kind of, um, I love smoked salmon. So I'd have some kind of really nice smoked salmon kind of prawny thing going on, a bit of like Christmas kind of starter. Maybe like a prawn cocktail? Uh, maybe even an old Ooh, school prawn cocktail yeah. in an avocado with yes. some smoked salmon and naughty. some like, you know, naughty. 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 And oh, some I'll tell you about prawns later. I would have a beef wellington. Okay. But with a Stilton in a crust. Oh, oh yeah, you love a bit of that. I love it. I know if I'm going to be really naughty, that I'm going to Sounds amazing. Way. And then. For dessert, I'm going to have something that is salted caramel, like with pralines and cream, Haagen-Dazs, which I still believe is the best ice cream in the whole world, um, with 
That's it. With some of that magic sauce That's on the it. Goes I mean, That's Some it. of that magic sauce you put on ice cream oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that, that and I would be having a nice bottle of wine. Cool, okay. I mean, I think... I mean, I'm going last to meals, last meals, last meals. Yeah, no, absolutely. She ran with that. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, it's easy. I'm just like, lasagna, <laughs> give me lasagna, some garlic bread, and I'm, I'm happy. I've got very you know. soft, but that would do. What would you have, Ben? Uh, the lasagna. Really? Yeah. Is that your favourite? Really favorite? nice yeah. lasagna, garlic bread. I haven't had one for oh, literally years. God, I'm not going to lie. But I have just fair, I discovered that I actually make the most incredible lasagna. Really? Yeah. Really good. Absolutely not plant-based whatsoever. But, so, something else, I don't eat butter. Right. I've never eaten butter. Yeah. I, I wasn't brought up with butter because I uh -huh. come from quite a Mediterranean background, so everything yeah. is olive oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I make my bechamel, I make an olive oil bechamel, wow. which is kind of, I think, my you little secret. You can do a secret. really nice one with, um, with cauliflower stuff as well. Yes. So super light. Yes, exactly. And you don't feel completely like, whoa. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Last <laughs> question. <laughs> live to eat or eat to live? I think live to eat. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. my problem, yeah. That's why I, I find it. <laughs> I think that's because... all of our problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's yeah, exactly. everybody's problem. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to bloody eat to live. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? My best friend used to literally, uh, food just didn't come in. She didn't have very good taste buds. Mm. She just, she never knew how to cook. Food was not like she could have lived on bread and like a packet of crisps. And I was always fascinated by her. I just don't know that life. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't judge it, but I just don't know that it's life. It's just, yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. I'm quite glad I don't know that life. No, I, do, yeah. I don't want that life. Yeah, you couldn't get, I don't know. No, being passionate yeah. about food is something that I think you're lucky if you've got that in your yeah. family, and we have had it always, and you have. Yeah. That's, I just think it's a joy. Mm, oh, that's it. it's a joy. I, I am happiest when I'm eating. Yeah. yeah. Hands well, that's down. why I struggle with, with being plant-based the majority of the time, because I'm like, oh my God, I've really... Well, that's the thing, happen, isn't it? You yeah. know how to make it taste good, and it's yeah. like, oh, but it's just—it's a choice now, isn't it? It's Absolutely. Not, that's why where I'm and at, it's, and it's a good choice at that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank this has been such welcome. an interesting conversation. <laughs> Isn't it? I sort of really like, I need to go back to the body count now with a hot, like, knowing all the bits that I know. Yeah. And, you know, God forbid I sit next to the guy um, in uh, Breathwork who oh, <laughs> had different Jeez. reactions. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can follow the body camp on social media at the body camp Ibiza, at the body camp Mallorca, and now at the body camp UK. To book in or for more information, visit their website, thebodycamp.com. Thank you for listening and joining us this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend and another and maybe another. Don't forget you can follow all the crazy sexy antics on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube, at Crazy Sexy Food. Until next time, goodbye. Mm -hmm.